This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Oh my god, my name's Keen. And I'm James, and I hate this safe narrative for me. Welcome to Sissy Dad Pod. We are RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast, and this week we are continuing our dissection of everything All-Star 6. This time, it's Snatch Game of Love, and we're joined by the effervescent and a joy to be around makeup artiste, Jen Morris. Such a amazing guest. Always so fun, and just has so in- so insightful as well. It's great like when you get someone who's equally as obsessed with Drag Race as we are, so like you can go like deep into those three wax like it was mm. it was really good i do have one uh concern comment that i do need to raise though um which we can get to now because i think it's good that the listeners get it that this grievance aired straight mm. away i made a reference to tina knowles and i referred to her as be mom say and no one laughed keep an ear out for that and let us know if you think it's funny <laughs> We'll put a poll up on Instagram. Is this funny? (laughs) (laughs) Jen Morris, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to chat. We're 20 minutes chatting and we haven't even clicked record yet. So let's get into the episode. But before we do, you were about to tell us about a time you met Michelle Visage. I did. So I used to work for a magazine in Ireland, VIP magazine. And we were doing backstage for a show that Michelle was a judge on, Ireland's Got Talent. And I was so nervous because we were filming some kind of like lifestyle content, like what's in your makeup bag, like your top beauty tips, Mm. all that stuff, you know. And I obviously was so nervous to meet her. I'd been watching Drag Race for like seven years at that point. like, And I went in anyway and we were about like two or three minutes into the interview and I hear a click. I had never pressed record on the camera and it went into standby. And I was like, oh my, I was like, and she was like, was that the camera? And I was like, yeah, it was the camera. Um, It seems to have just gone into standby. And she, she said to me, do we have to start again? And I, you know, when you can't really read whether it's like, do we have to start again? Or is it, do we have to start again? You know, that kind of way. Or do we need to start again? again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, if I could just get your intro again. And she goes, oh, we'll start again. Don't worry about it all, honey. It's absolutely fine. And I hit record on the camera and she was like, absolute pro. She was like, these things happen. I think she could sense how nervous I was. Um, and I had a few encounters with her like after that. And she is just the nicest woman. Like she's so friendly and like open to talking to anyone. Like even like she didn't like I'm not a journalist. Like I, I was there doing digital kind of things like video and stuff. But like even if she didn't think you were a journalist or anything like that, she was chatting away and you could just see her talking to people. She seems she's so nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, that you you actually, the more you see of her kind of doing her own thing and separating from the drag, like separated mm-hmm. from like behind the judging table, you see like, first of all, like she's very consistent in the way she judges and she's like her, she's like at that like steely exterior when she's dealing with the queens. But then she does have this like really wonderful maternal kind of vibe to her. That's it. She's a mommy. Exactly. And you wouldn't expect it because like she comes off as such a hard ass. <laughs> 
pass on yeah. the show sometimes. Oh, like when I tell you, like when I heard the click on the camera, because I knew exactly why it had gone into standby. Like my stomach nearly fell out my arse. Like I got, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just in such a heat because I was so nervous. Yeah. Because we were the only, like, I think at the time there was some kind of like exclusivity between the magazine and the show. So we were the only ones getting access like this. And I was like, I just messed it up and she's going to think I'm an idiot and da da da. But like, she was so nice. She told me my blazer was lovely that I was wearing. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm never letting that go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's so nice. And then I met her the year after and she was like, oh, hi, how are you? How have you been? And I was like, how does she remember that mm. she met me? That's like, obviously, insane. look, she's not going to remember my name. Like, yeah, but like, yeah. how does she remember? Well, that's because she's that used she to having to remain everyone's, remember everyone's name for Rue because Rue remembers <laughs> nobody. <laughs> or else she was like, oh, there's the girl who messed up the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like in a heap crying in the corner. Like, yeah, that's me. Because that ties it. I don't know if you've seen this week's um, Watch It Packing, but she cha- she's chatting to Pandora, who was eliminated this week. And they have a big chat just about how Pandora was like, you kept giving me death stairs and their friends outside of drag race so she she he was like yeah i know how how nice you are in person so it was a bit weird to see you so yeah. so mean and she was like yeah i'm actually meaner to the people who i know because i don't want the people who i don't know to think i'm giving them kind of special treatment and stuff so she seems yeah. to have perfected that sort of like nice michelle bad michelle mm-hmm. i feel like that must be intensely difficult for her coming back especially after doesn't she do like work the world yeah, and she stuff hosts like a lot that. of like, the shows with so the she's girls. like touring with a lot of the rue girls and mm. i know that was an issue that happened with, with the door yeah yeah and she said she found it really difficult that like all of a sudden Michelle was not her friend anymore and was judging her again like that was quite difficult but I feel like even for Michelle like that must be really hard to kind of step back into that mindset of like this person is not my friend at the moment like I'm actually constructively judging them yeah um that must be really 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 hard I mean James and I manage it every week all of our friends are (laughs) (laughs) true 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 and so this episode TKB has sort of struts in as the front runner. Do you feel she's your front runner? Who are you championing to win? I I think Ginger deserves it. Like I think Ginger deserves the win. I was so happy to see her do well. And like I feel like she's a really hard working queen and also very fair. Like she'll help other people, she'll give them advice and things like that as well. Um, I don't think Trinity is the front runner. Like I feel like she's obviously statistics wise yeah she's the front runner but i just couldn't see her being the winner of rupaul's drag race all-stars especially like when something as simple as i know it's a tiny little thing but i feel like that's where we are her wig came off like that is just like yeah yeah I mean, and you know she... what was it? The, the bobby pin took her down. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you there. Like, I actually like I think Trinity has come back and like completely revamped her image from from season six because because in season six I always got very frustrated from her because she was always making excuses, always going out of her way to kind of be like, oh, I haven't done this before. Whereas this time she's come back and she's been really fearless and she's owned the thing she's good at and she's like really put it. I think we kind of saw season six Trinity a bit today. Yeah, a little certainly bit, she was much. saying I was like, oh my god like we're going back to like that's not my thing that's not my forte I'm not good at that whereas I think like in preparation for Snatch Game or Snatch Game of Love like you would have all these things in your head that would fit with like any situation yeah quick things that would let you think and I just felt like she didn't prepare enough and she felt like because she had the look that was enough but like I really thought I saw 
her inner saboteur again <laughs> yeah. in this episode. Do you know what I thought was weird? Which was like, yeah, there was a lot of, you know me, I'm not very good, quick-witted and stuff. And I'm like, well, then why did you decide to do comedy for the talent show then? It's like, oh. honestly, <laughs> you know yourself or you don't. This is like... Look, that I was a understand. choice. Like, that was That's, my yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was, I'd actually completely forgotten about that until you said it. Because I was really like, oh, you know, she hasn't been challenged in this way before. It's like, no, not only has she been challenged in this way before, but she proactively chose, chose. to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which she came out there and did worse than Jasmine Masters. Like, I mean, <laughs> please. <laughs> actually, a question for you here, right? Are you a Snatch Game or a Snatch Game of Love person? Because I feel like I love snatch game of love i feel like the format is way better i have been back and forth i think that some of the some of the best snatch game performances we've had in the last number of years have been snatch game of love like that Mm -hmm. caitlin jenner was unbelievable the eartha kit the Mm -hmm. man with the watch whose name i've forgotten (laughs) 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 man with the watch man with the watch tm (laughs) (laughs) and then like even on today i think like phyllis diller and and dolly parton like i think some of them are the best performances that we've seen and i do think that like snatch game the actual format has gone maybe a little bit stale so i think it's good that they're shaking it up but I don't know that they've perfected it. Do you, know what I, I don't, do you know what I don't like about it? Is the like weird interactions between the like the contestant person and Rue and like the weird storylines to try and put in mm-hmm. there of the like, oh, we're going to like propose to each other. I'm like, no, we don't need this bit. I do not care no. about Shyan Jackson and Fortune Femster's pretend wedding. Let's just get right into the workroom and hear a bit more about the queens. I love the original Snatch Game more though because I love seeing the whole panel of 8 to 10 people and Mm -hmm. seeing all that interaction of people and I think you get more of that than you do in Snatch Game of Love and it just feels a bit I'm so used to it being this sort of chaotic thing of quick one-liners amongst all each other that it's kind of like I don't know and I think when people flounder they flounder kind of out and open like Trinity yeah. did this week and it makes me feel a bit more awkward so I, I'm like yeah. more is more I think that's good for Snatch Game of Love <laughs> and I think that's good for All Stars because All Stars is about sort of like having to elevate your game having less places to hide and Snatch Game of Love means you're up there there's two other there's three people that's it you don't have like the long grass to hide in like you're not yeah. like on on the panel of all six of them you would have had maybe like maybe Trinity could have hidden a bit yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas in this way, she was up there. Mm. There was no way she was like, she was, she was going to crash, and there was no yeah, way no, she could hide. I, from I it. understand, and I understand. I think it's good, and I'm at peace with Snatch Game of Love for All Stars because it does heighten the format. <laughs> I'm at peace. But Jen asked us which we preferred, and I just preferred the original. <laughs> I just, fa- I comes. find myself howling, like howling, laughing at Drag Race of Love every time. Like I, like I feel like Snatch Game for me, I never found it super funny until the uk snatch game i found it really funny yeah because obviously the humor and stuff or whatever i just mm. never i always found snatch game like humorous but i never was like oh. <laughs> um whereas like snatch game i love it gets me like i was creasing this morning watching it like it's yeah. so funny like well i still quote the jujube sensible 74 like uh, and often it'll be like my head will be like nobody literally nobody and i'll be like malibu baby like <laughs> <laughs> But in terms of lineup, I think this is one of the best lineup of Snatch Games that we've had, like a Divine, a Kim Cattrall, Dolly Parton. I mean, Whitney is a great person to have, even though it was done yeah. poorly once again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a great lineup. On, on that Whitney, 
you know, how many warnings did Trinity need that it wasn't going to go well? Like, he didn't do well at comedy. Nobody has done well at Whitney, even Monet Exchange, who's a stand-up comedian. Like, yeah. their warnings were See, there. the trouble is, like, because... So, it's like, obviously, Beyonce is really, really difficult because, like, she doesn't really share much about her personal life. Even though I still feel like someone could do a really funny Beyonce. Because, like, look at, like... The SNL Beyonce, Maya Rudolph, whatever, like that's hmm. funny at times. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like someone could definitely do Beyonce make funny. The problem is with Whitney Houston, is it's kind of like this sore spot still. And you can't joke about the drug use, you can't joke about the alcohol, you can't joke about any of that. Did and like that's abuse. kind of no, you you can't. And like that was, I think I saw Monet talking about that at one point as well, that like in her show she would have pushed it a lot further when she does Whitney whereas producers told her you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this so then you are kind of like caught in this tiny little box but I feel again it all comes down to preparation having little zingers like trying to find things that would fit with like any question that would give you time to think and I don't think that Trinity did that no, no. And even the joke RuPaul was trying to prep her for, which was like, what do you have for breakfast in the morning? I have nothing. That isn't even... Mm-hmm. It's not funny, yeah. like... Or, yeah. but you know what, though? She really gave up, though. Oh, she yeah. Very, she... Because even... She kind of laughed at first. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, because, look, I do think it was... She was struggling between between Ginger and Kylie. Like, oh, mm. my God. They that were was a on struggle. fire. Yes, they were. I mean, that, that would really for her, that, like, killed her because that comparison between the, the, the two of them on either end mm. and, like, her in the middle, like, it was just obvious floundering. And her look was insanely good. Like, <gasps> Amazing. That, it was, like, that was, like, you know, Madame Tussauds kind of perfection. Mm. Um, Is that but- from, like, the video with George Michael? Is that that outfit? Uh, I, I'm thinking the sort of my love is your love era yes, of Whitney. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, she looks. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Like, mm. yeah. And I do think sometimes those queens who are like super good at looks and like very much more kind of like dancers, they can rely a lot on the look to bring them most of the way. Whereas yeah. you would be better like having a messy look and just kind of taking an erratic approach mm-hmm. to the character. Yeah. And doing like how that's... how much did Kylie look like Dolly? You know, yeah, you know. Yeah, there was elements, but yeah, yeah. like yeah, but she, oh, she was so good. Oh my god, like so, so funny, so like perfect, so perfect. And it was just channeling that sort of Appalachian character through mm-hmm. her, which I thought was funny with the squeaky voice. And that's kind of all you needed, really. I thought, which was, which was. Really and do you know what I thought was so clever? I know it's like a really small thing, but like, you know, the question where she was asked, like, could you write? Cheyenne said, could you write me like a jingle or mm. a song or whatever? And she started to play her nails, and I was yeah. like, she knows yes. Dolly so <laughs> well. Like that to me, I was like, oh my god, like that is. No, you're right. Because Dolly Parton wrote famously wrote nine to five using her acrylic nails as yeah. like a board to play. So I was like, oh my god, like that is like the tiniest little thing that just gives you Dolly. Like, and I thought that was so good, like really, really good. No, it, it absolutely was, and it, it's exactly it's those like little small details. And like I'm assuming I don't know Phyllis Diller, but I'm assuming that like there is something to do with like the wide legged stance mm-hmm. on the seat, like that obviously kind of was part of the physicality of that yeah, yeah, character yeah. and it's those little details that kind of bring you into you makes you forget you're watching Ginger Minge or you're watching yeah. you know Kylie you're actually watching this person and you're able to like really fall in love with them and and just like some of the like 
some of the ways they interpreted the questions and some of the one-liners, it just... Like, I have to say, I, I laughed tremendous sex drive. Yes. I was that dying. Was, that, that killed so me. Good. That killed me. Yeah. Was like, it was long. I mean, it wasn't long. The drive was long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's fantastic. <laughs> Who do you think would win now? I'd love to see. So Ginger's the first one to do Snatch Game three times, but uh, she's the second person to win it twice after Benjela Graham. Who do you think would win in a Snatch Game battle between them? I think it would be close, but I think Benjela is probably, I think is better. I think Benjela would probably come out with some really good character but as I said I think it would be so close like mm, yeah um but I think that's it like they're just pros like they're really like like Ginger and like they she obviously went and learned so much about Phyllis Diller like the even the physicality of it again like I have no idea who Phyllis Diller is like my mom watched the episode with me this morning and my mom was like your grandfather hated her she was so <laughs> over the top or whatever <laughs> and uh so i was like that's so funny that my mom was like oh that's very like her or whatever but i didn't yeah. have a clue but all i knew was i was laughing yes. like i was yeah. like this is so funny and like she's bringing me into it you know that kind of way yeah. i felt like that was so important you know that's yeah. it everything i know about carol janning is from from snatch game but when oh, you do a character well enough you get it you understand but raspberries the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like how like it's like how Alaska's Mae West is now like the point of reference for Mae West in our gen, mm-hmm. like among people, like in our gen. Or even an university it... challenge. Have you seen that clip? <gasps> no. Yeah, and I, I was like screaming at the TV. Like, I was like, how did they not know these things? <laughs> it was like uh, done by Alaska in All Star Series 2, which, which uh, US actress born in 1893, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, Lady Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Eighteen ninety two. I'm sure she. I'm sure she loved that. Like, um, but yeah. No, talking about Mae West, right? Did you think Pandora was given a little bit? Oh, like she was given very like, Mae oh. West to me. Like, yeah. Her her interpretation of Kim Cattrall was very sort of you know sitting in a gay bar with your mates doing mm-hmm. a kind of a sex in the city impression like it wasn't i didn't feel like the look was particularly there no, and i didn't no. like i thought it was it was relying too much on kind of like it was too may westy and it was relying too much on direct quotes from the tv yeah. show i literally james i literally wrote that down i was like she is just quoting mm-hmm. Kim yeah. Cattrall. like she's just quoting her she's not actually making jokes where yeah. are the jokes? <laughs> exactly. The jokes written by like the da- da- Darren Star in the 90s. Yeah, so Be fresh in your material. That trisexual <laughs> line, I suppose, is both a quote and a joke, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, but it's so... Do you know what the problem is there, though, Keen? It's so famously something she said. Like, yeah. it's so famously a Samantha line that like, it just didn't land as well because it just sounded like regurgitation. Like you're yeah. just, yeah, it needs a you know? spin on it, a twist on it. I think yeah. to make yeah. it kind of heightened. Because what was it? Um, Kylie said my favorite line from Kylie was, "I can look at the map, but it doesn't mean I got to go on the trip." Like about, yeah. to, and I was like, I don't know whether Dolly said that or not. I don't know if that's a Dolly line, but it definitely mm-hmm. sounds like something you would expect Dolly Parton to say. And it was yeah. also yeah. really clever, and it was a fun way of interpreting the the question. That be like, whereas. Pandora seemed to just have like a little Rolodex of like Sex in the City. Quotes, like, yeah. yeah. And even like down to like when Kylie was walking out, you know, like you always see that like when they hold the character to the very, very end. Yeah. And like 
she said it's always a business doing pleasure with you and I yes. was like I could imagine Dolly saying <laughs> yeah. that like you know Absolutely. with a little wink like yeah. you know so when you mentioned yeah. the walkout there it was like you know I wonder will people who watch also six in a few years time be like why aren't they standing near each other like why the social distancing was on oh it was very much on I would like the sugar wall was like pulled back and yeah. it was like they're standing like oh, 20 yeah. feet apart like, <laughs> like ginger waving <laughs> hi Shia <laughs> Tonight, just for a second there though like I would climb Cheyenne Jackson like a tree he is so beautiful like yeah. oh my god I, I, I am not complaining about him replacing Jeffrey Boyer Chapman in the in this in this role for RuPaul as long as Ru doesn't put him in charge of another series of Drag Race he'll yeah. be fine <laughs> stunning how did you think uh, Eureka fared as Divine Jen I loved it like I thought she was so good she had the lockdown she had like all she had all of the mannerisms down and like I think she played divine very very well mm-hmm. now it's so difficult because obviously like I've seen watch documentaries about divine like I find the whole divine was so interesting as a person mm. and obviously like a very sad story also but like you know divine's whole thing was being like really overbearing really out there really loud but n- no one else could really thrive in that situation even though she was playing the character very well I feel like she did throw Pandora quite a bit Mm. yeah and I I didn't get a laugh from Eureka I did get a laugh from the other two I was like good character but she Mm -hmm. haven't made me laugh I don't know how you guys felt see I don't know I did laugh because I've seen like I went through a phase of being really interested in Divine. Like I like read books and watched things and all this kind of stuff. I just, mm. I had a real interest for a while. Cause like, obviously she's such an iconic yeah. character and like, yeah. you know, just to find out like what happened in behind the scenes, how we got, how we get to Divine, like, you know? Um, so I did kind of laugh cause I felt like it was a really good characterization. Um, and I'm not really a huge fan of Eureka at the best of times. I'm not going to lie. But um, I did think she was good. But I thought that if I was paired with her in Snatch Game, if I was a contestant, I would find it very difficult yeah. to think how would my character interact, interact. with like Divine. Yeah. yeah. I ha- So I, I am the ultimate Eureka stan. I have been like completely... It's okay, don't worry. Much like you don't cancel someone for Jen not... has <laughs> left the chat. Much like you don't cancel someone for not liking Beyonce, I don't cancel someone for not liking Eureka. But uh, I... No, I, 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 I would think exactly the same as you on this and that I thought the characterization was good. I thought it was a slow burn and it mm-hmm. was like... In, it's a like in the first with the first three queens I was like literally like laughing out loud and it was sort of like just explosive laughter of like haha seeing something really funny and whatever whereas in this it was yeah. more kind of like I think I might laugh at this okay yeah. I've decided <laughs> but that is the essence of <laughs> yeah. Divine and John Waters like do is this weird or am should I, I be laughing? laughing? Yeah. Should I be laughing? Should I not? Like, uh, like I feel like that was really the essence of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're. But I think then, you are right as well that the there's a need. I think for the Snatch Game of Love in particular, there's a need to make sure that you're picking a character who can interact well. Mm-hmm. And I think that even like Divine and Divine's presentation is about that kind of. I am here. I am the center. I will mm-hmm. bark kind of out. I don't really engage with or interact with. Mm-hmm. I just sort of am. I am the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that made it quite difficult then for them to have a flow in the same way that the first mm-hmm. three had. 
very yeah. much so. And even though it is very John Waters, I suppose it's not very Snatch Game where you're supposed to know the beats you're supposed to laugh at. Like it's quite like, oh, this is my one liner. This is my laugh. Move on. Um, so yeah, yeah, I suppose it is sort of clashing of worlds there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think in regular Snatch Game, it wouldn't have been as much of an issue mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like everyone gets their turn. Everyone. And I also don't necessarily think that Divine would land as well in a um, regular Snatch Game because mm-hmm. I feel like it would come across as all very one note. Yeah. But I did, I did think that it was going to be Ginger... Kylie and Eureka I did think the three of them were going to be like my tops I actually know and Raja yeah yeah I I I was expecting Pandora and Eureka to to be what flying up there but I was really glad actually on the divine thing I was worried that because even when she was talking about look a divine is known for like eating dog shit and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then she referenced the honey boo boo thing I was like I don't want to see an, like an extension of the honey boo boo thing. So I was really impressed that she was like, no, I'm going to actually go quite like controlled. Like even though it was over the top and it was big, it was quite a controlled characterization. There yeah. was no kind of like wild screaming, jumping in the way. I did think that even though it was hard for the other queens to interact with her, she mm-hmm. was sort of, you know, like she wasn't stepping on people's lines in the way she had yeah. done in the, well, I, the first well, time. I think she did a better job and not doing it, but I still think she probably was a bit overbearing. Like I suppose that's kind of her her style, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I well, heard... she could have gone full like what was, I, this just came into my head there, but you remember uh when Jiggy, Kenya what Michaels was it? Snooky goes smash smash. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jiggly, yeah. Um in terms of Taking on a critique and using it to your advantage, has there been a better example than Raj's Latoya Jackson? Rue gave Amazing. her a joke and she used it several times and Rue ate it up every single time. <laughs> but like, I feel like it was very effective. Like, I feel like she used effective. it really well. She did, yeah, yeah. She did. And you, like, you almost forgot that like, oh, this is a line that's been fed to you and I'm getting the mm-hmm. same thing over and over again. But it's okay, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a chuckle. I did think that her Latoya laugh was terrible. Like oh. terrible. She said in in the walkthrough, she said to Rue about like, oh, I have the voice, I have the laugh. I literally have in my notes, she did in fact not have the voice <laughs> or laugh. <laughs> she did have the hairline though. The hairline was <laughs> the shade of it all. Um, I I laughed at her pantsuit joke a lot. I don't. <laughs> I'm a fitness expert, although I don't like to work out. (laughs) Because interestingly, uh, Yara Sophia said she was going to do Latoya Jackson and she was going to do... Uh, she had like the micro, the magnifying glass, you know, that gif of like d- yeah, yeah, yeah. Latoya. Yeah. So, yeah, in an alternate scenario, Latoya. there would have been a fight for the Latoyas between Raja and Yara, which would have been interesting. I feel like, though, that would have been one of those things where it was like all one note. It was like, who yeah. was it that did a really bad Lady Gaga? It wasn't Kylie. Someone else did. Oh, uh, oh Fifi, Fifi, Fifi O'Hara. Yeah. And like, she just kept doing the same things over and over and over again and it was so awkward like I feel like yeah Sophia probably would have just like focused on this one thing and it would have been one note and like it would have been horrific I will have to say I was surprised that Raja didn't pull out an Ivy Winters at any point yeah I I going into I was like I wonder where we get that no no, no. no. Or, well, I can't remember what the actual name of the, the person sure that she was there like, as well. Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters. Winters. 
So, as you know, Sissy Pod is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. It's Ireland's largest podcast network and currently hosts over 30 shows. And in addition to those 30 shows, you can also sign up to an exclusive premium member feed where you get access not just to the bonus episode for bonus content from ourselves and Sissy Pod, but also from all of the shows on the rest of the network. And very excitingly, from next Wednesday, Keen and I will be asking you to come join us in the workroom. I know we're upping our premium content game because a lot of you have been asking us, you know, what are we going to do for all these Holland. different seasons that are coming up and, you know, COVID's ending, fingers crossed. Our social lives are getting bigger. So we need to consolidate our track race consumption. So going forward, we'll be covering US and UK and All Stars in the main feed and all the other wonderful spin-offs we'll be covering over in the workroom. Yep, and you can sign up for five euro a month on Headstuff Headstuffpodcast.com. Headstuffpodcast.com um to support us in there. And even if you don't want to hear any of the stuff about them, you can still support us because you think we're sound lads, which we are indeed. Yeah. And get access to all of the content from all of the bonus content from all of the rest of the shows in our network. Have you, is there any one in particular that we, we should tell people about? Well, there's a new pod in town, James, and it's oh. all about fad diets, which are, I mean, that's a great source of content, to be fair, fad diets. How ridiculous they are, how they prey on people's insecurities, and how they like, you know, try, worship certain foods that aren't healthy at all. The podcast is called Fad Camp, and it's a comedy podcast about the ridiculous of fad diets from the juice cleanse to the potato diet. Uh, Connor and Grace are the hosts. And actually, if you go to headsofpodcast.com, there are two seasons already there that you can binge. And the first episode will be launching next week. Though binging is not recommended if you are dieting. True. Incredibly true. If that has if that has wetted your whistle, let's have a listen to a trailer. I'm comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm Connor Dowling. We are the hosts of Fad Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of fad diets. You will get to hear about the time that I got a hypnotic gastric band. And the time I brought a baked potato with me on a night out into town because it was the only thing I was allowed to eat. It's my favourite story ever. Download and subscribe in the Headstuff Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I said I watched it with my mom this morning and I was like one hour later like what does that mean like there's obviously some significance that because it's so weird that every one hour later pack up whatever I was like there must be some significance and she's like girl you're looking into this too deep (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just to suggest that it's after I'm literally I'm literally that guy like when that meme is it that from I can't I don't even know what show it is but you know all the stuff on the wall and he's like pointing to it like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's always sunny yeah the, yeah, yeah the post all the strings like i'm like one hour what does one hour mean like, well we so next week it's we're not getting the game within the game presumably because we didn't see it in the adverse so that means we're down to four people so we must be getting it the episode yeah it has to be we Which have to, i think to it's be. kind of bull to be honest it is but it's it's been dragged the arse has been dragged because out. like it, they actually to be honest with you then because like not i like this is not going to happen like before I say it, this is not going to happen. Like imagine if Serena Chacha gets back in and she hasn't been in it since the first week. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what happened in All Stars Three. Morgan McMichael was back in for the final five. Like so, it just it doesn't no, it fit. doesn't. Like ridiculous. Like whatever it is, like whatever it is that they're going to do in order to select whoever the person is that's going to come back. Obviously, they're banking on it being 
like one of the last couple of people out there. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it can't be Serena or Jiggly. It just. It just. It can't be either of them. But it, I mean, it could be. And could you imagine that if Serena Chacha won All Star Six? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, they're not going to win. Whoever it is, is they can They might not even make it to the final four. Like get her, Jade. Let's go on to the runway. The category was art, uh, pop art. I almost said art pop, um, which I thought was a really fun category. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a shame that we kind of basically got six interpretations of the yeah. same. It's like the kimonos you know, all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because there was, you know, like art, pop art was basically anything almost advertising when mm-hmm. it comes to art. But it was just really sort of common items as pop art. So everyone basically just did the Andy Warhol faces. But there was some really fun mm-hmm. looks in there. Like first up was Ginger. I thought this was fantastic on Ginger. I loved it. Now, I suppose it was a bit delusional when I saw the same yeah. thing afterwards. But when it first came out, it got The hair was me. giving me very much Lazy Town. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I re, yeah, I really liked it. What was her name? The girl with the pink hair. Couldn't tell you now. That was way, that was Could way after my time. I, I thought that the the whole look was giving me. I, I, I didn't love it. It was um sort of Parappa the Rapper kind of two dimensional mm-hmm. sort of. I'm a little teapot, short, dark, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But I actually think my favorite of the three of them was was Eureka's. Um, she had like mm-hmm. that tweaky hair, and I know Carson was like, "I would have liked if your hair matched what it looked like on no. your thing." But I actually, I I didn't agree. I thought the tweaky hair. Yeah. My favorite of the pop art face dress kimono situations was Pandora's. Oh, I it felt was the best like her look far. was so well thought out. Even the colors underneath, everything. Like I thought Pandora's runway look was the best because even like they were going mad over Kylie's look, but I was like, that's circus. That's not pop art. I felt like that was way more circusy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that like my personal favorite was Pandora, even though I thought Raja's outfit was amazing, but it was more uh, black exploitation kind of vibes. Yeah. Also, are you mm. allowed to reuse your boots? Because those were the same boots <gasps> she walked in too. in. That is not acceptable on all stars. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is my thoughts on Raja. So ever since I heard that she only spent $600 on all her runways, I've been kind of watching it and I've been like, God, she she hasn't really spent that much. And then the re- repetition, like, because mm-hmm. it was last week, the boots didn't match the cat suit and they've just been slightly side things off. Like her runway was just yeah. bikini and now she's reusing the Look. boots. I'm like, it shouldn't be money, but I, if I'm noticing it, it's Yeah, bad. but see, here's, here's my thought on that situation is... They haven't had the opportunity to go out and make the same money that all of the other queens have had. Mm. Like, Baraja, she had a year. She but again, she didn't do mm. well enough. But she's like two years. Yeah. Like, has she performed in like two years? Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas a lot yeah. of the queens, like from way earlier seasons, probably have a lot yeah. more money, like to be spending on and stuff. Mm. Like, do you know, they barely got established before lockdown and all that yeah. kind of crack. Like, you know. So I just feel like maybe that's where that's coming into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they just yeah. don't have as much money yeah. as the earlier seasons. And as well, I feel like the earlier season queens and some of like the iconic, like big, huge names are probably taking up a lot of space. Like realistically, how many contestants are there now? Like 130, 130 40? Yeah. Like, re- like people know what they want. I, I feel like that a lot of the newer seasons... You, can't, you don't remember a lot of them. Yeah. 
Um, my favorite look of the week though was Trinity K Bonet's sort of comic BLM TLM. Oh, it was fantastic! It was gorgeous. I loved the makeup so much, like that sort of pop art style on the makeup. I was sort of surprised she was in a way. I was surprised she was the only person who decided to do that because it mm-hmm. like seemed like such a like it seemed like such a good reference to have. But yeah, Jesus, she looked amazing. Like so even good. the fact that like her shoulder pads on all of the creases had the black lining. Oh. And I was like, she literally looks 2D. Like that is amazing. Um, I lo- I absolutely loved it. And the fact that she took the moment as well to make a statement, which is very Trinity, like, you know, she yeah. will make a statement and it's so important and remains to be massive important movement, Black Lives yeah. Matter and Black trans lives, especially because I yeah. feel like people aren't talking about that. Yeah. Um, and that, that has been an issue for a long time also. So I love that she took that moment to make the statement. But like, if you're just going on pure, the yeah. outfit itself, it was so beautiful. Yeah, even without the statement, it was still the best yeah. look. Yeah, so, no, so gorgeous. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad her sign had a better production value than her crossing guard sign, which was like just a bit of <laughs> if you think about, paper. Like, honestly, if you think about that look, when she did like literally walked out there in like a, like a comfortable pantsuit, like... Uh, yeah, Cheetos. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Was, like, what was she thinking of that? But I, I thought this looked amazing. And it, it is great as well to see for like the fearlessness of Queens now to make statements like mm-hmm. that on the main stage and not worry about having to make themselves palatable to an audience who might yeah. and, who mightn't be sort of like okay or might be like put off by the fact that they're being sort of like visibly political um so i think that's a really great thing that drag race is doing because i know a lot of other reality tv shows would shy away from allowing their contestants yeah they'd be like you can't do that you can't forget that sign i'm sorry no like you know so like yeah yeah, it's great to see it like it's absolutely fantastic to see it on such a huge platform internationally it's also an easy win for rue to backtrack on his comments without having to mm-hmm. actually verbally backtrack on his comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ginger awesome. wins and Trinity and Pandora are in the bottom. I personally would have stuck Eureka in the bottom just because I didn't laugh at her as well and I would have kept Raja and Sonic safe. Um, then we're into Untucked and, and we're talking about Eureka and I know you're not a fan, Jen, and I know you're a big fan, James. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle and personally, I don't really feel in terms of her drag, I've seen a massive elevation but where I feel her redemption is, her story, her change is in her conversations with the girls backstage and the way she brings up this conversation with Pandora is incredibly empathetic and not aggressive just like oh it hurt me to hear you say that could you please explain yourself I was like that is the change in Eureka that you know this is what it's been all about for her she's no longer the villain of season 10 this is the kind of growth we want to see I thought Mm -hmm. I think I I do think what Pandora said on on the on the runway was really really unfair like really really unfair um and as well the fact that like it was in front of the judges I know so like I know Keen you're saying like you would have put Eureka in the bottom but to be honest I think that was an incredibly good interpretation of Divide and also I felt like in the actual challenge itself it fit really well so I think she deserved her safe spot 100% um but yeah I do think there is definitely maturity there and I think I'm happy that she said it to Pandora and like just said look like that really hurt me and I don't think it was fair and I I didn't I wouldn't like to think that I hampered your performance or anything like that you know I just thought it was really unfair what Pandora said in front of the judges but I think she she redeemed herself Pandora she kind of explained yeah, where yeah. she's coming from yeah. I have to say now I so like I think that the, the place I fell in love with Eureka was when she did she did like she did a uh, makeover show on HBO called We're Here which is brilliant mm-hmm. and like you really see a softer side of her and she's brought a huge amount of that back 
to this season of Drag Race. Like you're seeing a much more empathetic and compassionate version of who she is. And I think that she has had like a really stellar run, but I'm ready to see her go now, I think. Like I feel like as if she's run out of steam and I reckon that like unless she she either has to win next week or else she she I I would say kind of has to leave the competition. Yeah. But I'd be I'd be happy with that. I think I'd be happy with her going that far. Yeah, the the edit is suggesting it's either her or maybe Trinity going home next week based on the second bottom this week. Maybe Raja, but I think Ginger and Kylie are definitely into the final. So I feel unless like unless Trinity does really badly next week, right? At the challenge, right? Yeah. I kind of feel like if it comes down to like there's one winner and there's like everyone else is in the bottom, that it mm. will be Eureka purely based on the fact that she has no wins. Like who knows? She could do whatever the next challenge, the tiny drag. Um, is it baby drag? Tiny drag? Like what's drag it called? Tots it's drag like tots. That. Is it a cartoon? I couldn't work out what it was. It's a cartoon. It's on Netflix. I actually watched an episode of it. I think it's kid-friendly. Could be wrong here. If there's any children listening, maybe ask your parents. (laughs) But if you're listening listening. to this, we can assume it's probably okay that you watch that. (laughs) Um, I I feel like it's PG-13. Like, I think it's, like, for younger people. Like, Trixie is in it and stuff. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, who knows? Like, Eureka could absolutely thrive at that. That could be her winning challenge. Who knows, right? But I feel if Eureka doesn't win next week and she is in any way in line to be eliminated she'll be eliminated because Mm. realistically although trinity i think that her wins yes they are valid and she has been doing good in the competition she's definitely not my winner but i don't think you could actually boot her out i think if you did that at this point it would be very snake behavior Mm. yeah like i feel like if she goes it would almost be sort of producer orchestrated to have her be the queen that comes back in the game within the game like mm. to kind of mm-hmm. redeem herself and i'm like i don't want that no we know like we we want her just to, to have the journey she's having like unless you unless she like properly fucks up next week yeah and you, if eureka wins and she properly fucks up next week i could see her going home but otherwise i do think it probably is eureka's time to, yeah, to, to leave the competition away. Do you know what we what we completely forgot to talk about was what did we think of Bamomse on the panel? <gasps> Miss Tina. Miss, Miss Tina, Tina Knowles Lawson. Oh I don't know what I thought she was gonna add, but I don't think she brought what I was hoping for. I just thought it was very funny that they did not mention Beyonce, Beyonce. not one time like <laughs> no. ever like obviously they were told like unless she's being paid for it like do not mention her <laughs> yeah. they were like fashion designer Tina Knowles Lawson like <laughs> oh no I always I always I never forget this right so Michelle Williams was on Nevermind the Buzzcocks this was years ago and then they were like as a member of Destiny's Child Michelle is one of the most famous and beautiful women in the world's friends <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god like i never forget it like they're shit. so <laughs> brutal on that show so brutal. <laughs> Poor but, you know, when i heard her there i was like do you know what we've ever had a beyonce lip sync we've had desi shop we haven't had a beyonce lip sync surely tina can get it done you know talk to the record label get it cleared no. Now, to be fair, what, watching Snatch Game, I was like, where is he? I know they were always called the Sugar Walls. Where, what is that reference from? And uh, we found out. We from found the song, out. Yeah. A, a Easton. And it was a great song. song. It was a great song. I was not, I wasn't there for it. 
I was not at all. Well, I was there first. So it was fine. One of us was there. <laughs> I also was. I also was there. Jen and I were there. I was getting a pint. <laughs> now I must say, the first thing I thought when I saw that that door rise, I was like, "God, that hem is rough." <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, it's idea closet. That's on brand." It makes so much sense. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Um, uh, yeah, I do, like. It was a good. It was a good lip sync. It was a. It was a good lip sync. I, I thought it was good. I, I wasn't here for the lip sync, but I was. Here, I was there for the. Song. When Heidi's like ball fell off the top of her head, I was like, her wig's coming off, and yeah. they all thought it was so sloppy. Yeah. Um, but I knew though, because here's the thing: we all watched Drag Race here. Okay, I knew that the minute the, the thing happened, they were going to want Ginger to send Pandora home. Mm. Like yeah. they, they were going to, she was going to win because they wanted her to be the one to send her home. And it opened yeah. up with her being like, she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I know her from outside here. So yeah, no, I knew when Ginger was <laughs> be like when win. she was calling Katya her best friend all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, you're dead right. Knew it straight away. Uh, I, I have to say that um, the lip sync assassins this season have been super strong and I've really enjoyed them all. But I think that... I think that Heidi maybe tried to do too much and she would have been better just coming out in like a standard jumpsuit type thing or catsuit type thing yeah, and like yeah. just a normal wig because I think that there was too much going on and particularly with the wig, the like the weird plant pot on the head falling off. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, ju- it just was distracting. It's quite interesting though and I apologise to anyone listening here. It is currently torrential rain outside. I don't know if you hear that but it is mm. raining hard. Um, but <laughs> there is like I saw Trixie was talking about this about being asked to come back as a lip sync assassin because she was like first of all I have never assassinated not one person <laughs> with a lip sync but she said like she they wouldn't guarantee you that you could win and she's yeah. like I'm not going back on to not win the lip yeah. sync yeah. she's like that is so embarrassing no like yes. so I- I no, I I agree, and but I would say that like, who was it that was saying was it Katya? I think or was it Trixie and Katya were both talking about, it and they were yeah, kind of yeah. saying the same thing. It's like, well, we wouldn't go back because neither of us won lip sync, and it, like I think that 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 Heidi, she did have some really like strong performances yeah, she, on her. She season. won yeah. three in her season, yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I I just I I just felt like she hampered herself with like all of this additional kind of yeah yeah. She stuff. tried too hard. Yeah, and like even the even the one other one even the other queens who have lost the lip syncs this this season, I feel like like they've done like really really strong performances. Whereas mm-hmm. Heidi was a bit forgettable. Like you kind of I think that everything was going in Ginger's favor in this mm-hmm. performance. <laughs> I feel and yeah a, a sliding. A sliding splits is impressive, right? I can't do it, but it has to be tied in with the music. She was yeah. just doing acrobatics mm-hmm. to, with no rhythm. Yeah, absolutely exactly. not. Like, she yeah, was... I know. Yeah, I think all the reveals were like she was trying way too hard, and it was like literally like Eureka season where like the final, the bang bang, yeah, and like Eureka looks like a cupcake, and like they're all like, do you think there's any reveals happening? <laughs> Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, we could literally sit here and chat all day, but we've got Love Island to watch at some point. So, uh, yeah, where can people find you if they want to hear more of you and see what you've got going on? It's at jen.morris on Instagram. Super. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Sad to see Pandora go, but I think we saw it coming. 
yeah, to be fair, I think it was her time. I did feel very sad in a way because obviously for her, Snatch Game probably would have been one of the challenges she was most yeah. anticipating doing well in. But I, I think she kind of shot herself in the foot with the, with the character selection. I, I really do. And it was unfortunate that she could put next to it such a big character and wasn't able to figure out how to weave some Kim Cattrall into a Define world. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think she had a good run in the show and can be proud of what she's done. So I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling too bad for her. Yeah, that's true. And I think, you know, we like to try to dissect what went wrong for the queens. And I think like with Jan last week, it might've been too soon for her to come back. With Pandora, I think the only thing that's hampered her was just the competition. Like, I think she's such a solid drag queen and she's a real all rounder, but it was actually the competition and getting in her head that was the downfall for her. And I think yeah. that might be the last time we see her on the franchise, but I'd absolutely go see her if she was to play a show here. No, completely, absolutely. I think that she would be one of the queens that I, from this season, I think has had the most like kind of uh, reputational enhancement. Okay. Um, Like I, I just, I do agree with you. I think that she's one of the ones who I would be excited to go and see a show of. Um, yeah. and, and I went in, like I would, was, if you listen back to our Meet the Queens, I was not enthusiastic about Pandora Box. So the, she has she has gone a 180 on me. And this held the box that rocked narrative. Where has that come from? They're, they're I don't like, know. I, is it I Rue like, to come up with that? I, I, I feel Pandora says that herself. No, I feel like Rue invented it and, and sort of polite Pandora was like, oh, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening as always. Check out us, our Instagram page at Pod. James spends a lot of time making the visuals. Well, you've been you. doing it recently because I, I've been off uh, like being busy in work. <laughs> I've uh, cobbled together a few sketchy videos to head in our stories we're doing head-to-heads of all the RuPaul songs that have appeared in the show the Rumic Challenge the Girl Group Challenge Show Up Queen Reggie Wrote You Kitty Girl UK Hun they are battling out head-to-head over on our Instagram story so if you want to have your say that's it that pot is the place get on over there so we will be back on Wednesday in the main feed with the first episode of The Workroom to wet your whistle and encourage you to come over and sign up behind our paywall to support us and listen to our recaps of Drag Race Holland and then after that, we'll be back on Saturday. We don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't even know what the challenge is, but I'm sure it's going to be another good episode because, you know, we're getting near to that final. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Until then, have a lovely week and we'll chat to you on Wednesday. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.